the book of Exodus, and our core kids are dismissed to their classes. Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, when you got it, say so. And it says, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Lord, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for the reminders today of the power of the cross. Thank you for the reminder today, Lord God, that you are the one who overcame all, so we are overcomers by your grace. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for your strength in our lives, and we thank you for just ministering to our hearts today. And Holy Spirit, this morning we pray that you would open our ears, that you would help us to hear what you're saying to your church, and that we would apply the truth of your word, that we would not just hear it, but that we would do it. And Lord, this morning we just want to say thank you for our parents. Thank you for our mothers. Thank you for our fathers. Thank you that despite their imperfections, Lord God, we're here today, and we thank you for your grace in them. Help us to be honorable to you and to them. We pray this all in Jesus' good name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you don't have an outline, please raise your hand. We want to make sure that you get an outline. We want to make sure that you're able to follow along in the introduction of the sermon. Uh, We also want to make sure that you're able to take notes. And above all, I want to be sure that you are reminded uh, weekly that you are a disciple maker. You are one that is called to make disciples. You're supposed to be bringing people to Jesus and not just bring them to Christ, but help them to grow in Christ. And the way that you do the second is by sharing God's word with them. And the easiest way for you or I to help someone else grow in their faith is to simply talk to them about what you're learning. And so the easiest way that I would say to do that would be for you to sit down with someone and just have a weekly discussion with them about what you're hearing on Sundays, and that will make it easier on you. It'll do two things. Number one, it will help you to retain and um, learn more of what you learned on Sunday, but also it's going to help you to be accountable to what you're sharing because if if you're telling someone, hey, I learned about doing A, B, C, and D, and then you're not doing A, B, C, and D, then you are what we would call a hypocrite. Hello, somebody. And so you don't want to do that, so that will help you to be accountable to that truth. And as always, as a reminder, and this is as gentle as it can be, if you are not making disciples, you are not being a faithful disciple. That wasn't gentle, but it's true. If you're not helping people grow in their faith, then you are not being obedient to the truth of Scripture. And so it's imperative for us that we are helping others grow in their faith. And so that is my heart for you. And so this morning we are continuing in our not optional series. And I don't know about you, but this has been, I've wanted to preach through the Ten Commandments for a long time, and I never did it, and I'm having the most fun preaching through this and just experiencing the truth and being in these commandments and seeing how they apply to us, and I hope that you are receiving, I hope that you're learning, I hope that you're being challenged, and I hope that you are growing in your understanding of God's holiness and His commands for your life, and so today we're going to talk about dishonoring our parents, which is not optional, right? That's the title of the series, so we're not supposed to dishonor our parents, and so that 
that is not an option. And so th- today, if you look at your outline, there is no question, there is no question, we live in a day in which we witness more dishonor of authority than ever before. Would you agree with that? We see a, a, a dishonor of authority more than ever before, um, and I want you to get this. This begins in the home. Learning to honor our parents is the foundation to a culture of honor. Do you get that? Learning to honor our parents is the foundation to a culture of honor. I want to read something to you. This is a post from a teacher in Florida, and she posted this after. Some of you may have already read this. I posted it on Facebook last night, probably close to midnight. Um, I I was reading an article and then it, it popped up, and so I read this, and I was like, man, this is so powerful and so true, and I believe it drives home the reason why this commandment becomes so imperative to our culture, and so, like I said, this post, it went, it, it's gone viral. Um, last night, it was close to 700,000 shares, and so this teacher says some really good stuff, and so I want you to hear what she has to say, and then we'll continue on. She said, okay, I'll be the bad guy and say what no one else is brave enough to say but wants to say. I'll take all the criticism and attacks from everyone because you know what? I'm a teacher. I live this life daily and I wouldn't do anything else, but I also know daily I could end up in an active shooter situation. Until we, as a country, are willing to get serious and talk about mental health issues, lack of available care for the mental health issues, lack of discipline in the home, horrendous lack of parental support when the schools are trying to control horrible behavior at school, in parentheses, oh no, not my kid, what did you do to cause my kid to react that way? Lack of moral values, and yes, I'll say it, violent video games that take away all sensitivity to any compassion for others' lives, as well as reality TV that makes it commonplace for people to constantly scream up in each other's faces and not value any other person but themselves, we will have a gun problem in our school. Our kids don't understand the permanency of death anymore. She goes on to say, I grew up with guns. Everyone knows that. But you know what? My parents never supported any bad behavior from me. I was terrified of doing something bad at school as I would have, to have, I would have not had a life until I corrected the problem and straightened my out. My parents, I can't say that in church. Um, my parents invaded my life. Hello, somebody. They knew where I was at all times. They made me have a curfew. They made me wake them up when I got home. They made me respect their rules. They had full control of their house and and, and at any time could and would go through every inch of my bedroom, backpack, pocketbooks, anything. Parents, it's time to step up. Be the parent that actually gives a crap. I'll say that word. Be the annoying mom that, that pries and knows what your kid is doing. Stop being their friend. They have enough friends at school. Be their parent. Being the cool mom means not a damn thing when either your kid is dead or your kid kills other people because they were allowed to have their space and privacy in your home. I'll say it again. My home was filled with guns growing up. 
For goodness sake, my daddy was an 82nd Airborne Ranger who lost half his face serving our country. But you know what? I never dreamed of shooting anyone with his guns. I never dreamed of taking one. I was taught respect for human life, compassion, rules, common decency. And most of all, I was taught that until I moved out, my life and bedroom wasn't mine. It was theirs. (laughs) And they were going to know what was happening because they loved me and wanted the best for me. There. Say, Say that I'm a horrible person. I didn't bring up gun control, and I, re- and I will refuse to debate this with anyone. This post wasn't about gun control. This was me loving the crap out of people and wanting the best for them. This was about my school babies and knowing that God created each one for greatness and just wanting them to reach their futures. It's about 20 years ago this year I started my teaching career. Violence was not this bad 20 years ago. Lack of compassion wasn't this bad 20 years ago. And God knows 20 years ago that I wasn't afraid daily to call a parent because I knew that 9 out of 10 would cuss me out, tell me to go to hell, call the news on me, and call the school board on me or post all over Facebook about me because I called to let them know that what their child chose to do at school because they are a normal kid. Those 17 lives matter. When are we going to take our own responsibility seriously? It starts at the home. It starts at the home. The home is the place where we learn morals. Home is the place where we learn respect. Home is the place where we learn to honor God, where we learn to honor others. It is at home. And this command right here is where it all starts. Second paragraph there, the idea of honor is rooted in the kingdom mentality that is prevalent throughout the scriptures. The covenant God made with Israel is rooted in kingdom principles. God is the all-powerful, holy, just, loving, gracious, and merciful king. And we, as his people, are subject to his goodness and his rule. This is the reality. Talked about this on Tuesday and Wednesday in our uh, multiply class dealing with discipleship. But the truth of the matter is, is that we are part of a kingdom. It is his rule. It is his reign. We are part of that kingdom, and we have a responsibility to respond to him as the king and obey him. And the verse that you see referenced there, it says this. It says, now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my, comm- and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That is an Old Testament reference that is dealing with Israel and the reason why God gives them this covenant. Now, the covenant that we're talking about here, remember the Ten Commandments is part of that covenant. It's like the vows that are being communicated. And so what we have here is we see that God covenants with them because he wants them to be this kingdom. He wants them to be the, the people of God. And when you fast forward to the New Testament, Peter tells us what? That we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a peculiar people. We are those whom God has called out of darkness that we should proclaim the praises of his name that's who we are and so we are those priests and those kings that are supposed to live our lives for the glory and for the honor of God and that is what the kingdom of God should be doing in and through us and again it starts in our homes third paragraph 
As disciples of Jesus, we are called ambassadors or representatives who are expected to advance and extend the kingdom of God into the culture by means of the gospel proclamation. And so first and foremost, I'll pause there. We proclaim the gospel to all creation, to everyone we have the opportunity to, letting them know about Jesus, letting them know about their need for him, letting them know about their sin, communicating the truth to them. We proclaim that, we declare that, and then also, not just through proclamation, but in obedience to the scriptures, bringing the power of the kingdom to bear in the lives of those we endeavor to disciple. What happens is we proclaim the truth of God's word, but we also live the truth of God's word. And it is through that living that the power of God is manifested in our lives. And so here's the big idea that I have for you today. Honoring our parents is fundamental to us honoring God and all other authority. You get that? Honoring our parents is fundamental to us honoring God and all other authority. That is why God, when he takes us, and we we discussed this, uh, I believe, last week or the week before, and we talked about the first four commandments, they were vertical commandments, right? Those were about you and your relationship with God. And then the last six commandments, those are horizontal commandments. It's about you and your relationship to your fellow man. And God starts the first horizontal commandment that he gives, it starts where? In the home. It starts in the relationship between parents and child. And so every parent in here is like, amen, Bishop, preach this, glory to God. But can I tell you something? All of us are children in here. No matter how old you are, you are a child of someone. Hello, somebody. I don't believe there are any test two babies in here. Hello. We all have parents to honor, dead or alive. And so we all have this responsibility to honor our parents. And so the first thing I'll ask you to repeat after me is this, say, we must practice honor. The first thing is we must practice honor. So the first part of the verse says what? Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. The first part of the verse. We could put a period at that place and say, okay, that's it. We're done. But God is gracious and he gives us a promise that does what? A promise that supports this particular communication. And so what God does, he transitions from vertical to horizontal. And what is he doing? He's allowing us to know that he is not the only authority in our lives. He is the ultimate authority in our lives, but there are others to whom he has delegated authority. You got that? There are others to whom he has delegated and said, I want you to have authority. And the first people that he delegates authority to is who? Parents. Parents. He delegates authority to parents, letting us know that there is an authority under God that deserves honor, and that is imperative. So what does he tell us? He tells us to honor. So what does that word honor mean? The word honor is, is from the word, it's from the Hebrew word kabad, which means weight. And so he's saying, you need to, you need, your parents need to carry weight in your life. Your parents need to have real value to you in your lives. As as a young person, as an adult, your parents should have some kind of value that is demonstrated in your life. And so Kabad waits to show them a certain honor. So how is it that we show them this honor in a practical way? What is it that we do in a practical way in order for us to be able to honor our parents? Well, how about this? First of all, obey their rules without grunting. Obey their rules without grunting. That includes grumbling, mumbling, 
speaking under your breath, all of that good stuff. You know how many times that when I was a kid, I was taking out the garbage, grumbling all the way there and all the way back, mumbling there. And all, I, I mean, I, I can tell, doing dishes, cleaning a bathroom, whatever it was I, was, I was, I was complaining under my breath. You want to know something? That behavior meant nothing in the sight of God because I didn't honor my parents. Oh, but I did the work. It doesn't matter if you did the work. You did the work with the wrong attitude. And God cares about your attitude. God cares about your heart. So don't think you did something. You, need, you deserve some applause because you took out the garbage. What kind of attitude did you have? Oh, you, you deserve an applause because you took out, because you washed some dishes for real. But what kind of attitude did you have? God doesn't applaud that. God says, honor your father and your mother. This is what he tells us to do in the word of God. So, so, so the first one is, I think, you know, obey their rules. How about this? Seek and apply their counsel. How about that? Seek and apply their counsel. Now, I want you to know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but as you grow in your relationship, right, as me, as a, as a married man that leads my own home, I may seek their counsel and apply it if I believe that it is appropriate. I am not seeking their approval. That's different. See, for those of you that still live at home, you need to not just seek counsel but approval. Hello, somebody. Because you live in someone's home, right? You live under someone else's rules. You live under someone else, else's household. But, but as, as a way that I honor my parents is I seek them out for that kind of counsel. And what, what, what about this one? How about speaking highly of them? Hello, somebody. I know some of you are like, man, my parents, I can't speak highly of them. Don't speak about them at all. Right? Not speaking about them is equal to honoring them because you're not dishonoring them, Right? And so don't speak about them. Like, that's a way that you can honor them. But when, it, when it's within your ability, when you're talking, don't be walking out, man, my dad's so stupid. Man, my mom, she's such a, yeah, uh-huh, you say stuff like that. I can't believe that. And, and we have this kind of attitude, this type of dialogue, and we walk out of our house, and we dishonor our parents, and then you know what happens? Then we allow others, which brings me to my next point, don't allow others to dishonor your parents. Don't allow others to dishonor your parents. My daughter, she's sitting right here, and she knows one of the things that I hate because this, the, the, the generation of young people, we are connected all the time to our phones. Our faces are always down. We walk into a place, and we've learned to peripheral vision everything. We give primary attention to whatever on earth it is, whether it's Snapchat, this or that, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is you're doing, this is more important than every other person in the room. Let me tell you something. That is not true. One of the things that I try to teach my son at this very young age, whenever he, because I give him the phone when he's in the car, is, boy, when we get out of the car, you put the phone down. First of all, you're a man, and you need to do what? Pay attention, right? If something goes down as a man, how, the, how on earth am I looking? I'm walking around looking like this, oh, da, 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 getting smacked in the face, getting shot. I mean, what? I mean, all kinds of things can go down. Like, I mean, really, as a man, I better have my eyes up, right? And as a woman, hello, somebody. Walking around oblivious to things that are going on around you. And so ultimately, we have this. But our teenagers walk into places. My daughter knows this. I tell her, look, when your friends come in this house, I don't, they better stop doing what they're doing is come and say hello to me. They don't walk into my house and be like, hey, what's up? No, no, what, 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 what's up? Hold, hold, hold on a second. Especially if I don't know you. Like, you need a pause. There was an adult in the room. Hello, somebody. You know, Yo, what's up? What's up? Let me tell you what's up. You're about to leave is what's up. You need to know how to respect adults, right? Like, we don't, we don't learn that. So I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm, my, my, I'm from the old school discipline system. Okay? My grandmother, she right there, and, and, I, and, and I'm honoring her by these words. I hope. 
My grandmother, I have two uncles. One of them's like 50. The other one's like 60. Well, he's in his 50s. The other one's in his 60s. And I promise you, they will never disrespect her because they know at whatever age they might get slapped in the mouth. You're like, that's crazy. I'm going to let you know something. She makes sure she enforces the rule of the law. You respect me. You honor me. And that's from a young age. And let me tell you something. I got slapped in the mouth a few times. Hello, somebody. Because I always had something to say. I always had. And, and I always had. You know, my mom is sitting here too. I honor her too. I, listen, I'm from the old school. The last time I was, I was cracking up. I, wasn't, I was enjoying the Lord, but I was laughing in the front because I was thinking about the last time my mom hit me. I was like 15 years old, and she probably doesn't even remember this story. She remember it right now when I tell her. And I don't know what on earth. I was like 14, 15 years old, and I, I remember I was standing over, over by a wall, and I was just talking back to her, and she was probably sitting about where Elaine is at back there. So this, this is a good distance, maybe a little bit less. And she was, and I was talking back, and all I know is that my mom threw a whipped cream bottle at me. Like, I mean, like threw it, like straight up. And I was like, whoom, and I ducked, and I was like, man, you thought you got me. I thought I had reflexes, right? When I stood up, my mom was right there in front of me, choking my behind, and then I, and then I, I was stronger than her, so I'm grabbing her hands, like, get your arms up, and she lifted her leg to, like, knee me, and I'm, like, dropping my hands, and then she poked me in the eye. She walked me from there. All, I'm, look, my mom is not big. She walked me all the way to my room, got me in my room, closed the door on me, so I was, like, mad. I'm, like, I can't believe she did that. I kicked my closet. When I kicked my closet, I broke the closet. I had those little, like, wood things. She opened the door, grabbed that wood thing, and whooped me with the wood thing, said, you want to break a closet? <laughs> At that moment... I grabbed my mom. This was the first time I ever did this. This part was not funny. I grabbed my mom, and I laid her on her back, and I was like, stop hitting me. And she stopped, and she said, get off me. I was like, all right. <laughs> and I got up. That was the last time my mom beat me. But you know what? I got thrown out of my house like a month later. <laughs> For real. Because I didn't want to honor her. I didn't want to respect my house. I, didn't, I would, Listen, I was a gang-banging, weed-smoking, crazy dude. And let me tell you something. I was the only one of my friends that had any kind of respect. What do I mean? I, when I would walk to people's house, like we would go to someone's home, I would never walk in the door. You know why? Because I knew better. You don't just walk in people's house. You know why I learned that? Old school discipline system. Right? I learned what respect was. I didn't listen. I was, I was that guy. I was just not that because I was raised a certain way. And what we have to understand is that in, in our homes, we have to have this kind of honor coming from us as parents, right? Us as parents. We have, listen, you don't have to be as extreme, okay? That's a little extreme, right? I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not, today, in today's day, right, that would be child abuse. And today, that's today's day, right? And those days, it was just, yo, you need a beat down, boy, because you think you're stronger than me. Let me show you something right quick, right? I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't consider that child abuse. I'm like, my mom is like, four, how tall are you? She's like 5'3". I was like 5'6", and I felt like I was six feet that day until she brought me down to size, but again, it is this mentality. So we have to, we have to what? Don't let others disrespect our parents, right? We have to honor them by the way that we speak about them, right? Recognize. How about this one? How about you recognize the sacrifices your parents make for you? How about that? How about you consider, you know what? Because some of us as kids, we just think this. We think that there is like a special something that happens in the refrigerator, 
Like, there, like, like there's something that occurs. Like when the milk is gone, it suddenly appears again. Like, you know, peanut butter is out. It suddenly is there again. But jealous, you know, whatever it is that was there that you love, you just seem to think. But your parents are making sacrifices for you. There's things that they don't do that they're never, you're never going to know about until you become a parent. But what I'm telling you now is honor them for that as older ones. And then there's the, this last one that's for us is, that, that are older and younger as well. How about spending time with your parents? How about doing that? That's an important one, right? I heard, I heard a pastor say this, and I thought that this was pretty good. He said, you know, I had to learn how to honor my, my father and my mother, and I had to realize that they're different. He said, my dad, he was, a, he was the former pastor of the church that I took over as a pastor, and he said, so whenever I would say, you know, uh, stand up, dad, and I would honor him, and I would recognize him, he sensed that honor because, you know, men like respect, all that kind of stuff. He said he felt good about that. He felt like he was honoring his dad. So he would do the same to his mom, and his mom was like, I don't want that. I don't want people to see me. I want to have lunch with you. I'm working on the honor part, y'all. I'm working, all right? <laughs> but the reality is you have to know your parents. What honors them? Where does it bring honor to them? See, here's the thing. The way that we deal with each other uh, is a result of our love for God, right? What were, the, what, what were those first four commandments, right? The first one, to have no other gods before him, right? And so that's the first one, to have no other gods before him. The second one is what? Is that we don't have any idols in our lives, right? So we don't have idols in our lives. The third one is what? It's that we, is that we do not use the name of the Lord in vain, right? The fourth one is what? Is that we keep the Sabbath holy. We trust his provision and his plans. But you know what? All of that, all of that flows into what? The way we deal with others. Because I can say I have no gods before you. I have no idols before you. I never use your name in vain. I keep the Sabbath holy. But hold on a second. I don't honor people. There's a problem with that. See, we have to come to that place that we are really honoring others the way that God calls us to because we cannot truly honor God if we cannot honor our parents. And listen, I want to say this as I'm, as I'm wrapping up this first point, and I want you to know my second point is much shorter, but this, I need you to understand this. We must recognize God delegates authority to our parents who are imperfect people. Did you hear me? How many perfect parents do we have in the room? Amen? <laughs> I am perfectly imperfect. Amen. Right? I, I, I realize, you know, and I thought, I, I, I can tell you this now. Um, I, I can laugh about it now. I cried about it probably for a while. But when Alexis was younger, I thought I was a perfect parent. I thought, I thought so. She didn't act up. She was amazing and everything like that. Josiah. He has revealed to me my imperfections. He has made sure I know every one of my imperfections. He, he makes it clear, Dad, you slacking. You need to tighten up, right? It, it, it's, you know, but, but the thing is, we all, we all want to be like, man, I can honor someone because they're perfect. They never make a mistake. They never do anything wrong. Listen, that's not the way that God's honor system works. Because we may have parents that are not saved. We, have may, we may have parents who are immature in their faith. We may have parents that are just hypocrites, that they act one way in church, and man, there's something totally different at home. We may have all of those scenarios, and you know what God doesn't say? He never says, don't honor them, don't worry about it. He never says that. He says, honor them. And so in some scenarios, and I, and I want to make this crystal clear, for some, some parents, I mean, sometimes we misuse our authority. Sometimes we abuse our authority. Sometimes we neglect our authority. And all of those things create problems in our home. And here's what I want you to know. If your parents are not asking you to sin or abusing you, you need to make sure you honor them in all things. 
Now, if there is those other scenarios, so they're asking you to sin, they're asking you to lie, something like that, you need to honorably say, I can't do that. Honorably communicate that. If there's abuse, listen, I'm letting you know right now, I'm one of the pastors here. We have other pastors, other leaders. Talk to someone. We don't want you to be by yourself being abused and going through stuff because you should not be going through that kind of stuff. I know that's intimidating, but here's the thing. I want to make sure you understand that we're supposed to honor, but there are some balances that we have to have in our lives. The, the, the second thing I'll ask you to repeat after me is this. Say, we must embrace the promise of honor. We must embrace the promise of honor. Look at the second part of the verse. It says that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And so there is a promise that God gives them. The heart of every command can be summed up in this promise. God wants us to do what? He wants us to experience his blessing. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to prosper in a biblical manner. And the thing that he says, for us, if you want to experience this, if you want to experience my blessing, you got to obey what I'm saying. The, the, this wasn't, I want you to understand this, this wasn't like a personal promise. This was a general promise that was given to the children of Israel. It was a general promise to his covenant people. He was letting them know, listen, honor your parents, and in that, you honor me. And in my honor, that's where my blessing is. Did you get that? He said, honor your parents because in that you honor me and in my honor is where my blessing is. So in, in, all, of his, in all of his commands, it's for what? It's for our good. In all of his commands, it's for us to be able to do what? It's for us to be able to experience what he has for us. I'll bring you to my third point here. Say this with me. We must live honorably. We must live honorably. And so here's what I want you to get. I want you to realize that always we're going to look at the New Testament. So let's see what the New Testament says. Turn to Matthew 15. If you have your Bible, please. Matthew chapter 15. We're going to look at verse 1 through 9. I want you to see what, the, what Jesus communicates clearly about honoring our parents and what he says about this. Matthew chapter 15, and we're going to read verses 1 through 9, and it says this. It says, Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. Notice what they're doing. They're majoring on something that should be minor. They're making a big deal about this. They're making a big, a big issue because his disciples were eating without washing their hands. He was saying, that is making you guys unclean. And what Jesus replies to them is he says this. He says, why, verse 3, why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? And so what is Jesus saying? He's saying your tradition that you're trying to hold me accountable to is breaking God's laws that you're accountable to. Are you here? Your personal convictions, your personal preferences, those things are an offense to God. So what does he say here? He says, for God commanded, saying, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. Now, let me pause for a moment, because I said this last week, right? In the Old Testament, it says that if you have a rebellious son, if you have a rebellious son, and he will not repent, he will not act right, this is what you do. You bring him before the, you bring him before the congregation, and you stone him. This is like beyond child abuse. This is kill him. Right? You, want, you, you, you want to know why there's no record in the Bible of any, any child being stoned? I want you to think about the threat level that just happened. So you disrespected me. You're acting a fool. You're doing what you want to do. Hey, you know what? You keep acting up. We're going to go before the church and we're killing you behind. That's what they were saying. 
This kid, he'd be like, Mom, my bad. My bad. I, I didn't mean to act. I, I didn't mean to get funny. I, I, because you know what? There's, there's, there's a threat level. That's a, if you knew that the, that, that the police were coming to your house to join your mom in beating your behind, you ain't going to act foolish. Hello. Right? If, if you knew that, you know, when your mom spanked you, and, you know, this happens. I just have references to my mom's, you know, my grandmother spanking me. But you go and you have a little mark on your butt. If you knew the teacher was going to be like, what did you do? Let me add a mark. If you knew that, you'd be acting different. Hello, somebody. But in our culture today, right, it's, it's child abuse and all this kind of stuff. But in those days, that was, that, was, that was the threat. That was the reality. So you know what? Kids were acting right. Hello. Huh. He says in verse 5, he says, but you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Did you just hear that? He said, if you give this gift, in other words, in those days, right, there's no retirement plans, there's none of the 401k, there's none of that kind of stuff, right, that, that, that's in that culture in those days. So you know what happened? When your parents got older, they were your responsibility. And so what these traditions were saying is don't worry about taking care of your parents. Don't worry about them because if you want to give your gift to God, sounds like greedy preachers, doesn't it? If you want to just give your gift to the church, don't worry about your parents because it's a gift to God. You know what God says? That's false worship. I said, I don't receive that because I gave you a command to do something else, which was to honor your parents. He goes on and says this. He says, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your traditions. Hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me and in vain they worship me, teaching us doctrines, the commandments of men. And so the issue was, first and foremost, what's the first takeaway that we have here when we look at honoring our parents? It is this. If you're writing notes, you should write this down. The first thing is this, is that we are to honor our parents always the way we honor them changes. Would you hear that? There never comes a day that we don't honor our parents. The way we honor them changes. The way that we honor them is different. As we get older, as we move out of their house, things change, right? So we understand that. That's a constant thing. We have some people here that have um, sick, sick parents and things like that, and they are taking care of them in their older years. That is the way you honor your parents. Amen? That's how you honor them. That's how you do. You're honoring them in those ways. You care about them. You do the lunches. You do the dinners. You take time for them. You do those. That's the way that you show them honor. That's, that, that's, that's a biblical way dealing with adults. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. It says this. It says, children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. That it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. The second thing that you should know is that God's command to honor our parents still comes with a promise. Is that not awesome? See, whenever we look at the Old Testament, the New Testament, we, we have to look at what does the New Testament communicate and what he says here, that it may be well with you. How many want life to be well with you? How, how many would like to live as long as God has for you? 
right? There was a young lady, she died because, she, because they asked her if she believed in Jesus, and she said, yes, that I do. She wouldn't deny him, and she's dead at a young age, right? I don't, I, I'm not even sure. Was she in high school, middle school? She was, in, she was in high school. Okay, this young lady, in our eyes, she didn't live long. Can I tell you something? In God's eyes, she lived as long as she was supposed to. She fulfilled her purpose. People are coming to Jesus today because of her testimony, because of her story. This is a reality that's there. People's lives are still being impacted. And so her life went way beyond the years that she walked on this earth. And so it's not about the length of days. It's about you fulfilling the purpose of God. And your purpose, my purpose, is directly connected to you honoring your parents. I'll never forget when I first became a Christian. I told you that was the last time that my mom ever hit me. And from that point on, a little bit after that is when I started gangbanging, started getting crazy. I had a foul mouth. I was nasty. And my mom would tell me, don't curse, and I would curse just to spite her. I was terrible, right? I mean, I was a real heathen. And so I lived in a very ungodly way. And I remember one day after I got saved, it was probably a month after being a Christian. She probably didn't remember this day either. But I decided I would never, prior to this, like for the last two years, I never asked my mom to do anything. I just told my mom, hey, I'm leaving. And that was it. And she, you know, she couldn't control me, right? So she would just let me do whatever I was going to do. This one day, I said, hey, mom, I'm a Christian. You know, I didn't say, hey, mom, I'm a Christian, but I'm just pointing out to you. I'm a Christian now, so I'm trying to do the honorable thing. I'm like, hey, mom, can I go play basketball? And my mom said no. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm like, why can't I go play basketball? And, you know, I'm like, a, I'm like an attorney then. I wasn't a preacher yet. Well, I was in the making. But nonetheless, I'm like, well, I don't understand why I can't go. It's, and, I was, and I was like just like that. That's what I sounded like, I'm sure. And so I was so upset. And I, and I walked away from her. And I was so mad because she wasn't giving in. She wasn't letting me go play. I don't even know what her reason was to say no. I think she just wanted to say no because I asked. I don't know. But nonetheless... She said no. And I remember going into the bathroom, and she had been banging on the wall all morning, posting stuff that was like some biblical stuff. And I just remember reading this thing on the wall about letting go and letting God. And I just started crying in that bathroom. And the Holy Spirit was like, honor your mother. I share that story because I'll never forget, that was the last time I ever argued with my mom. That was the last time I ever disrespected her. In that, never again. From that moment on, because I just knew, man, I can't live how I want to live. I have to honor her. This is, if, if I want it to go well with me, and I didn't know any of these scriptures, I just, the Spirit of God would just convict and show me, listen, you have to honor your parents. Here's the last one that I'll give you. Turn to Colossians chapter, chapter 4, I mean chapter 3, verse 20. Colossians 3, verse 20, look what it says here. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, or no, obey your parents in all things. Say all things. For this is well-pleasing to the Lord. I want you to know that the vision of our church, the reason why I stand here today is because of the last part of that verse, pleasing to the Lord. My, the vision of this church is to please God. That's what we want to do. We want to please God in everything that we do. That is the heart. And so we need to realize that we have a responsibility as children to honor our parents in this sense and to obey what they say in all things, not some things. Hello, somebody. As long as you are living, now listen to me now, as long as you are living in your parents' house, you are to obey them in all things. Listen, I don't care how old you are. Did you hear me? I don't care how old you are. Listen, if you are paying at least half the rent, then you can go ahead and you can disregard what I'm saying right now because I think at that point you've earned a right. But as long as you're not paying, it is not your house 
It is not your rules. It is his rules or her rules or their rules. Are you here? Oh, I can get some amens in here from the young people. Come on, young people. Work with me. It is what they say. So if your mom says, your dad says, I do not want you watching that program, guess what? But I'm 18 years old. I don't care how old you are. I'm 25. I don't care how old you are. PG-13, PG, I don't care. All that right there, that's for the movies, not for my house. Right? This house is what it's going to be. Your, your parent doesn't want you listening to that kind of music. Guess what? Honor them. You are dishonoring your parent by saying, I can make my own choices. Listen, you live under their jurisdiction. And you know what? If you want to do what you want to do, get your behind out. Go pay your own rent. Go do your own thing. And then you can listen to what you want to listen to. Watch what you want. Pay for your own Netflix. Pay for your own cable. Pay for your own Pandora. Whatever on earth you guys free. But anyway, pay, look, you set up your own playlist. You do what you want to do when you pay your own bills, but until that time, your mom says she wants you home at 9 o'clock, be there at 8.59, stop whining and crying. I'm grown. You grown, go pay your own bills. Listen, understand this. Understand that we have to understand, we have to grasp the honor of our parents. And let me say this, for those of you that something, you know, the stock market may fail on you and you may end up back at home not paying any bills, guess what? Oh, you don't hear that, do you? You were like, good for the under 18, 19, 21, the ones who are living at home. But me, hold up, grown folk, you move back into the house, you're not paying bills. Guess what? Obey them in everything. Hello, somebody. And parents, let me say this to you. If you are not enforcing these rules in your home, you are doing a disservice to your children. Listen, mom, I told you, my mom hit me that last time. And a couple of months later, she was like, you got to go. You're too big. You want to disrespect me? You get out of my house. Because if you're not going to abide by my rules, you got to go. Listen, I know my, my, my mom loves me, man. You know, and, 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 and let me put this in context. In the house that we had, there was an efficiency in the back. She allowed me to sleep there. Hello. But she wouldn't cook for me. You think I'm joking? My sister, she used to sneak me food at night. I think my mom knew that, but she wasn't going to feed me herself. I think she's smarter than that, right? She wouldn't feed me. She wouldn't let me walk. I couldn't break the threshold of her door because I disrespected her rules. Listen, I'm not telling you to do all this. I'm just letting you know, you as a parent, you need to put your foot down and make sure that your children understand this. Because while you are, when I preach through Colossians, we'll deal with this a little bit more. But while you are sitting there expecting them to listen, if you don't call them to the carpet and don't make them listen, don't expect them to listen. Because guess what? They're rebellious. They're like wild horses. Hello, somebody. Right? That's how we all are. If nobody calls us to the carpet, we're going to do whatever it is that we want to do. And so again, we have to honor our parents. So the three things we take away from this is you never stop honoring your parents. The way you do changes. The second thing is God commands, God's command to honor our parents still comes with a promise. And the third thing, honoring God, honoring our parents pleases the Lord. And I'm wrapping up this point and I'll say this. We must seek to live our lives in an honorable way. All of us must seek to live our lives in an honorable way. We must seek to be honorable people. To the degree that we seek to honor others is to the degree that our lives are honorable. When I seek to honor you, when I seek to bring honor to your life, that is to the degree that I am living an honorable life. And let me say this, we must learn the principle of honor because it's commanded, not warranted or earned. Did you hear me? We live in this culture where people, oh, you, you, you gotta earn my respect. I gotta earn your respect. 
Nobody has to earn your respect. Listen, the police officer that pulls your behind over, he ain't got to earn your respect. Hello, somebody. Right? That's why some of y'all get tickets, because you think he needs to earn your respect. Listen, learn to be respectful. You might get away with a warning. I'm just saying, it's happened plenty of times for me. And I'm not good looking. He ain't looking at me like, hey, you know, it ain't like that. Maybe he is. I don't know. But anyway, you know, we live in a culture. It could be like that. I don't know. But all that said, right, you never know nowadays. But here's the thing, right? Don't ask, don't tell. I know some of y'all don't like that law. It doesn't matter. But here's the deal, right? Here, here's, here's the reality. The reality is you honor because God says honor, not because you want to, not because they deserve it, not because they earn it. You know why you honor? Because you're honorable. You get that. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, she was, you know, my grandmother and both of them, you, you, you don't respect yourself. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't respect myself. And I understand that principle. But you know what? I live a certain way because I don't respect myself. We have to live in this honorable way. And here's what I want you to know as parents, especially parents in this place and young people as well. If we seek to live honorably, we will always live a life that's worthy of honor. If we seek to live honorably, we will always live a life that's worthy of honor. See, the worst thing that I, that I, that I, that I fear is that my kids would look at my life and say, man, my dad wasn't worthy of honor. My dad was a hypocrite. He was a fake. We went to the, to the marriage conference yesterday, and I was bawling because the last, the last class was on, was on writing a letter for your, your, your legacy and, and writing down what you would hope that someone would say at your funeral, what you would hope. And, and I told my daughter, and she's like, Daddy, don't talk to me about this. And I said, hey, I want you to, I'm going to write this letter. And I'm like, and I, you need to promise me you're not going to read this until that day. And, you know, she's like, you don't want me to pull over and start crying right here? I'm like, no, 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 we're not talking. And, you know, and, and so the, the, the point is that my, my heart is, man, I want to live a legacy. I want to live a legacy, man. I don't want to live a life as a hypocrite. I want people to look at my life and say, man, that's a guy that loved Jesus. That's a guy that really lived to please Jesus. Of course, they're going to say I'm imperfect. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, debate that. That's, I'll tell you that myself. But I mean, does my heart, do my actions, do I live in an honorable way? Do I want to honor God in everything? that I, That's what I want to do. I want to honor God in my marriage. I want to honor God with my children, with my parenting. I want to honor God with my neighbors. I want to honor God in every single thing. Because you know what? Here's the reality. The reality is there comes a day that I'm not here anymore. But you know what can remain? The legacy I live. The legacy I live that has impacted lives for generations. The legacy I live. Listen, I, I'm telling you right now, you, you can be the kind of person who is honorable. And for parents, we need to live honorably. For young people and, and that, that are living at home, you need to honor your father and your mother. The way that God says. Not the way that you want. If any of your children were not in here today, make sure you get them this sermon, okay? Here's my closing question for you. Are you committed to honoring your parents? Are you committed to honoring your parents? Not perfect parents. Are you committed to honoring them? And I want to say this to you because we all think about, well, man, I maybe honor my parents or not. But here's, here's what I want you to realize. You may not think about it this way. But God was the first parent that was ever dishonored. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve dishonored their father. And all of us dishonor our heavenly father on different levels, in different ways. And so you know what? We're all guilty of breaking this law. But you know what the beauty is? Jesus died for those who dishonor parents. Jesus died for those who fall short. He doesn't give you a pass to continue to dishonor them. 
what he does is he says, listen, I welcome you in. That way you can be changed, you can be healed, you can be strengthened, and you can honor your parents the way that I say. You can honor them the way that I've called you to honor them. You can do that by my grace. And so listen, for sure, God wants you to check your heart. God wants you to look at where you're at, man. Am I committed to honoring my parents? And if you are not, then repent of that. Am I committed to honoring my heavenly Father in all things? And where you see that you fall short, sense the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but also embrace the power of the gospel. Jesus died so we could be reconciled, so we could be brought back into a relationship with God, not by our merits, but by his. And out of that relationship, we could live in obedience and we could honor God, honor our parents, honor one another, and develop a culture that brings honor and glory to God. Amen? Amen. So I'll stand on our feet. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you today. We humble our hearts in your presence. And we acknowledge that you alone are king. You alone are God. You alone are great. You alone are holy. And so we come with our hearts humbled because you are our heavenly father. And first and foremost, we acknowledge where we have dishonored you. We acknowledge where we have disobeyed your commands or we have grumbled in our obedience. Or we have complained, we have kicked and we have moaned. Forgive us for not spending time with you, God. Forgive us for not standing up for your name. Forgive us for, for speaking ill of you, Lord God. Forgive us for not adhering to your truth. Forgive us for not honoring you as the gracious, loving Father you are. And under that, Lord God, forgive us for our dishonor of our parents. Forgive us for disrespecting them. Forgive us for hurting them. Forgive us for rebelling against them. Forgive us for not honoring them the way that you command us to. <clears throat> Lord, I know in this place, even as I preach and this word comes forth that is hard, I know that there's some hurt because of broken relationships with parents and children. And so I just pray today that your Holy Spirit would grip the hearts of the broken. You said you came to mend the brokenhearted. And so I pray that you would heal those wounds that are deep. I pray that you would uproot bitterness, that you would uproot unforgiveness. I pray that you would remove the ill effects of offenses. I pray that you would grant the grace of forgiveness and wisdom for reconciliation, that there would be real repentance and confession of sin, and that you would restore and heal what the enemy has tried to destroy and tear apart. God, today, I pray the power of your spirit in our lives and I pray that above everything else, Lord God, anyone that is in this place that has not made a commitment unto you, that has not surrendered their life to you, may today be the day that they call upon you. May today be the day that they cry out to you and ask you to forgive them of their sins and ask you to come and govern their lives, that they ask you to fill them with your Holy Spirit. And may you transform them for eternity, Lord. We thank you for this, and we pray all of these things in Jesus' good name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Come on and give God a hand of praise as you do that. I just, I want to honor a special mother that is in here today.